Hey there, it's Janie Porter, and this is She Just Glows, the podcast. I'm gonna help you find joy and purpose in your life just as it is today. Not tomorrow, not when life is perfect, not when you win a million dollars or your kids finally stop peeing on the seat, but right now. I'm a life coach, a writer, a wife, and a mom of four. And just like you, I spend my days fighting through the pressure to be thin, happy, and have the perfect house and the perfect life. But here's the thing, I've never found perfection. What I have found is that it's so much better to just be real. So grab a cup of coffee and join me like you would a girlfriend. We'll talk mom life, body image, letting go of the lie of perfection, and learning to thrive in the chaos of our world today. You've got your own life coach in your back pocket now. This is She Just Glows, the podcast. Episode three, She Just Glows, the podcast. Thank you guys for being here. This is part two of a really important podcast episode, how I finally stopped drinking after seven years of thinking about it. So if you haven't listened to the first part of this episode, go back to episode two. I'm not gonna recap anything, I'm just gonna keep going. We left off as I was talking about the first month of when I decided to stop drinking. And many days were easy, admittedly. In fact, I wrote in my journal a couple weeks after deciding to take a break from alcohol. I wrote, it's been over two weeks and I feel amazing. It hasn't really been that hard. Mentally, I feel like I have more space and time because I'm not thinking about how bad I feel or when and how I will drink less. I was enjoying that freedom from number one, not feeling sick, And number two, I was enjoying the freedom of no more noise. Alcohol brings so much noise to our brain. When am I going to drink? How much? Where? With whom? When will I go to bed? And then the next morning, I feel so bad. I don't think I should drink more. I need to drink less. It's just always this mental just hamster wheel. But some days are really hard. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Over the next few months, it was a very long and painful goodbye. My first trip away was torture. I was away with my husband. This was before the Real Housewives trip. And if you, ha- if you don't know what that is, go back to episode two, the episode right before this, part one of this episode. I'll explain it. We were taking a weekend away. I was going with my husband who doesn't drink. So I'm like, that'll be easy. We were going to somewhere we'd been before, a beautiful resort. That'll be easy. And he was my trusted person. How hard could this really be? We had brought our favorite alcohol-free beers, all of the snacks we wanted. We'd done it all. And when we pulled into the valet driveway and the guy opened my door, this is what he said. Mama needs a drink. It hit me like a punch in the gut. It wasn't his fault. But it reminded me that I'm not allowed to have the drinks that every other normal person can have. We went up to the room. We checked in. Another gut punch. I put my bags down. I wanted a drink. It's a celebration. Where's the champagne? Where's the Tito's? Oh, instead I'm settling for a lukewarm alcohol-free beer that sat in the back of our car on the right here. 
I felt so sad about everything I felt I was giving up. And I went out to the balcony. My eyes sort of drifted down to the pool below. And landed on a woman who was wearing a white bikini. And she was playing with her daughter at the pool. And she had a glass of white wine in her hand. And I started just studying everything she did. I was so jealous that she could be at that pool in this beautiful place, drinking her drink of choice, and I can't. And I started to imagine that I'm sure she probably drinks moderately when she's at home. I'm sure that she doesn't have the difficulties around alcohol that I do. She's probably never been hung over like me. She would never be in an RV that smelled like poop, throwing up in front of her child. Another story from the first part of this episode. I was so angry that I couldn't do that, that I couldn't be her. She was also naturally thin. (laughs) So I was really jealous. (laughs) She drinks and she's that thin. I kept going through, it's not fair. It's not fair. I'm mad. But you know what I know now, you guys? It is fair. Because I wouldn't just be having one white wine at the pool. I would be at the pool ordering bottles because that's what I do when I drink. It's never just one. I got so angry I can't drink like other people. And I will tell you that day was the longest craving I've ever had. It was like seven hours. Yes, I took note of how long it was. We went to dinner, you know, we got dressed. I put on my lashes and my heels. Nothing was changing the dread I felt in being where I was. I was in the most beautiful place. And I was totally miserable. And then I was mad at myself for being miserable in the most beautiful place. But I can tell you this, that's never happened again. I've never had a craving like that again. And I've never gotten that mad again at the fact that I can't drink like other people because I realize it is fair. I don't want to be drinking bottles and bottles at the pool and have the whole day about the pool and going to bed at 6 p.m. I don't want that anymore. But those first few months without alcohol, it really felt like a loss. Like it felt like a divorce or like ending a friendship. I cried most days. I felt so disloyal to my good friend alcohol. She'd been there with me through so much for years when no one else was there. Could always count on alcohol. The good days, the bad days, the fun days, the sad days, the lonely days, the argue with my husband days, the other mom telling me about my kids' bad behavior days. 
the fight with my mom days. And now I was just letting go of that companion, that friend. I know it sounds sick that alcohol was my companion, but it was. She was like my best friend. But she actually wasn't. She was like a toxic ex who wasn't looking out for me. It took me a few months, but I realized I don't owe alcohol anything. I don't owe alcohol anything. Certainly not feeling like crap every few days. If you felt yourself in the midst of a craving like the one I had watching that woman at the pool or just being out to brunch with friends this past weekend and you just couldn't say no even though you wanted to, I'm going to share with you an exercise that I do with clients and that I do with myself. And it's so powerful to remind you of the facts when you're in the middle of a craving. Are you guys ready? I call it a facts list. And if you're working with me on changing your relationship with alcohol, we've gone over this just for you. It's different for everyone what's on the list. But here's what the list looks like. Realize as we go into this exercise, cravings and urges, no matter what they're for, it can be for alcohol, it can be for shopping, it can be for gossiping, it can be for sex. I mean, (laughs) but if you have something in your life that you're trying to change, This is a great exercise. Okay, so an urge and a craving is just a thought. It's just a feeling. Feelings change. Feelings change every day. Feelings change every second of every day. I woke up this morning and thought, I'm going to have a green smoothie for breakfast. And then I changed my mind because I wasn't hungry and I just had coffee. Feelings and thoughts change every second of the day. That's part of being a human, right? By contrast, facts and the truth, the truth never changes. The truth is always the truth, no matter how you feel about it. And that's kind of comforting when it comes to our walk with alcohol because it can be very confusing. I feel like I'm giving up a companion and a good friend. I'm sad about that. The facts are, number one, in my list, alcohol was not a loyal companion or a best friend. She was a backstabbing bitch. She didn't help me live my best life at all. This was a figment of my own mind. So coming up with the truths in your life about alcohol, One of my clients' truths is, I don't even like the taste of it anyway. That's a fact. Go through what in your journey is a fact. Number one for me, alcohol is not a loyal companion. You know what else I realized? Number two on my facts list about alcohol and my own personal journey, I don't need it. Oh, you guys, this is so empowering. And if you join our private Facebook group called She Just Glows, Living Free, you will see so much power in the posts there. Not everyone doesn't drink in that group, but they're curious about it. Some of them haven't drank for years, and they're mentors to those of us who are a little 
um, earlier on in the process. I cannot even explain to you how empowering it is to know that I don't need alcohol to go to a social event. I don't need alcohol to be around certain people. I don't need alcohol to fly, which was one of my big fears. I don't need alcohol to be a better mom. I don't need alcohol at all. I just need me. You know, I think a lot of people have this misconception about not drinking, that it means that you're weak or it means that you have no discipline. But those who drink know that not drinking actually takes a ton of discipline. And if you feel that not drinking makes you weak, what if you thought about it this way? Not drinking makes you powerful and interesting. Do you know how powerful it feels to go into a social gathering without alcohol and just be there, clear, present, fully you? That's the best gift you could give your friends and loved ones anyway. I realized I don't need alcohol to handle stress. I can work out. I can check in with myself in a maintenance mode through the day so we're not getting to a 911 emergency. I don't need alcohol to fly in turbulence. I've written a whole post on this on shejustglows.com. I have many other ways I coach myself through flying now, and it's a process. I wouldn't say I'm over my fear of flying, but I've made huge steps. I don't need alcohol to parent. I realized once I cut it out that alcohol was simply buzzing me away and taking me out of being clear and present in the moment. I wasn't noticing the nuances in conversation or the fact that my kid actually had a really tough day and was waiting for me to ask about it. I wasn't doing things like reading books to them at night. I never have loved reading books to my kids at night. No shame on that. But I wasn't doing that. I was I was shushing them to bed so I could fill up my drink. Or maybe I wasn't drinking that night, but I wasn't in the mindset where I was trying to show up for them. I realized I don't need alcohol to get through a fight with my husband. Oh my gosh, you guys. Like alcohol makes that better. It makes it so much worse. You end up saying things you don't mean. And he does the same if he's drinking. What a mess. It's the last time I need to be drinking. But it's the first time I want to, right? I don't need alcohol to be fun. When I go to social events, I I love knowing that like, you guys know I'm not drinking. This is all me. 100% me. I don't need to feel weird about it. This is me. And yeah, you know what? At social events, I'm not as turned up as I always used to be. So what? So what? I'm more relaxed and maybe a little more subdued than I used to be. That's me. That's truly me. I'm still fun and funny, but I'm not like putting on a show, right? I don't need alcohol to be worth hanging out with. And I decided as I started my journey, first of all, I was very grateful that at the time, I have friends who I don't need to drink to hang out with them. We love drinking together, no doubt. But I was grateful that my friend group was one that I knew we would remain friends in the same capacity whether or not I was drinking. 
And anyone else who didn't think I was as fun or didn't want to invite me to girls' nights because I wouldn't be drinking, I don't want to hang out with them anyway. If that's my value to you, you're missing so much more. So all of these statements took doing. And maybe that's what's missing for you right now. You've thought about it. You've thought about it. You've thought about it. And thinking through things is often the worst part of it. I mean, yesterday I was about to go on a run in 55 degrees and I just kept thinking about, you know, I'm in Florida. So for me, that's cold. And I just sat thinking about how cold I'm going to be and this and that. And I just went and did it and it was fine. The worst part of that whole exercise was thinking about it. So maybe you just need to start doing it. And whatever the collateral damage is, you'll figure it out once you see. There might not be much at all. But all of these statements took doing, not just thinking, doing, learning, being scared to go into a room without my bestie, but doing it. Being scared to finish an argument with my husband and not have that instant thing that'll elevate my mood. I did it. My third fact about alcohol, alcohol was silencing me. I carried this inner shame, not every day, but from time to time, I carried this inner shame that held me back from so many things I wanted to do, like being a life coach. How could I coach people when I was struggling with this issue in my life? The flip side to that is, if every coach and every therapist had a perfect life, there would be no coaches or therapists, right? That's another myth that we like to believe. I'm an, an imposter. I don't deserve to be here because I don't have a perfect life, so I can't be a coach. The place I come from in my coaching is I'm there with you. I've been there. And here's my imperfect journey and some tools that really worked for me. Nobody wants an expert who's sitting up on their throne in the clouds. They want someone who's on the ground with them. And that's who I am as a coach. And if you're interested in that, you know where to reach me. Alcohol was silencing me from starting a podcast like this. I would have never had the bravery to sit and share some of the ugliest parts of my life with you unless this big issue was handled. And again, this may not be alcohol for you. This might be a relationship that you know you need to let go of. This might be a junk food habit that you just know isn't serving you and you're tired of feeling like crap. This might be yelling at your kids daily, hiding an affair, being resentful toward your husband, So many reasons that we get into dark places. Everyone has them. Everyone has them. Number four on my facts list. This might be the same for you too. My fourth fact about my relationship with alcohol. It's never just one. It's never just one. If it was just one, I wouldn't be sitting here today. It wouldn't have been a problem. As my coach said, Alcohol always wants more alcohol. The ethanol and the chemicals are designed to, when you take a sip, they tell your brain, get more of this. It feels really good. 
It's literally a chemical reaction in your brain. I could try to moderate as much as I wanted to, but the literal biology of my body would always be working against me, right? The chemicals in the drink were telling me, no, you're going to have more. So what if in your journey you could decide it's not you, it's the alcohol. That's why you drank so much. It's the alcohol. You don't want to, but it's never just one. And the alcohol always wants more alcohol. My fifth fact about my alcohol journey, I can't promise you I'll never drink again, but I can tell you one thing that is an absolute truth, an indisputable fact. My life is better without alcohol. My life is so much better without alcohol. If you follow me on social media, you know the chapters of that book of the last year and why my life is so much better now. You can find me anywhere at She Just Glows. I actually wrote down everything I've done in the last year the other day. And I didn't think it would be that much, but I'm like, I wonder what I've done since I've stopped drinking. Because I've seen other people like write lists of what they've done. And I was like, I'm going to start a list. I couldn't believe how much was on it. Everything I've done in the last year since I stopped drinking. I became a life coach. I started this podcast, which is such a joy and delight for me. I'm obsessed with communicating with you guys here. I turned 40. I got into the best shape of my life. I started playing tennis more. I read a ton of books. I got my hunting license. I learned how to make a fire. I stopped tolerating patterns in my marriage. And we've had a big awakening as a couple. And we've remembered the importance of being friends in our marriage. And that's what we're working on right now. I started going to church every Sunday. I'd go here and there before, but now it's a real commitment. And guess what? It's so much easier to go to church when you're not hungover every Sunday morning. Not only do you have more motivation when you don't drink, you have so many more hours in the day. And I know that sounds really terrifying at first because boredom is the enemy for so many of you and so many of my clients. Well, I have to drink because then I'll be bored. Or I'm not drinking, so I have to fill my whole day with things to do. That's fine at the beginning. You do have so many more hours in the day, though, to do with whatever you want, anything but drink. But more than all the things I've done is how I feel, you guys. I have a deep inner pride that I would never have if I was drinking. And if this feels totally unattainable to you today, I am here to tell you there's a reason that you're listening right now. And I believe that you are capable of so much more and that you deserve so much more than what you're settling for right now. Remember, I'm the girl who brings the tequila and pours the shots. I'm the girl who believes every experience can be made better with alcohol. And if I can sit here today and tell you what I've just told you, you are absolutely capable of making the same tiny choice every single day. It's a tiny choice. It's a huge choice, but it's a tiny choice. Today, I will drink anything but alcohol. 
have the cake, have two desserts. I did. I just went on a solo retreat with myself. The last night I was there, I was like, one dessert's not enough tonight. I'm going to get two and I ate them both. Tiny choice. I will do anything today except drink alcohol. What if that could uncover a better life than you could have ever imagined? What if you're selling yourself short by keeping this toxic friend named alcohol in your life? I actually wrote down how I feel right now a couple days ago. I feel better than I ever have. Here's what I wrote. I'm living authentically in my true purpose. Passionate, deeply joyful, even when I don't feel happy. Driven, fire in my soul, impactful, confident, with no time to second guess my gut, decisions, choices, or opinions. Free of needing others' approval of my life. Deeply satisfied and wildly excited about what's to come. All of those feelings inside my soul are because alcohol no longer holds a place in my life. I can't tell you what I'll do tomorrow, but I know today I won't be drinking. And I know today that it's an indisputable fact that my life is better without alcohol. But I've never promised more than today. And you don't need to either. Who would promise that? Can you do it for just today? Who would promise forever? No one would agree to that. That sounds horrible. I'm never drinking again. Who would agree to that? I wouldn't. You wouldn't. But can you not drink for just today? And before you know it, the reward of how great you feel tomorrow morning and the beginning of that inner pride and confidence starts as a tiny seed that you uncover tomorrow morning. And that becomes the motivation to not drink tomorrow. And that next morning, there's a little more inner pride. And it keeps going and it keeps growing to where everything that you get, the gift that you get in every day becomes the motivation to stay alcohol-free the night before. You build on the momentum. And this is what I do with clients. And if you slip up, I coach you through that too. Slip up doesn't mean give up. It just means get back on today. Don't wait till the weekend. Don't wait till next Monday. Just get back on today. Don't overthink it. You know, the further away that I get from my last sip of alcohol, it's been almost 400 days now. And at the beginning, as I shared, I was so angry I couldn't drink like everyone else. I was so mad that for some reason, I have to cut this out of my life because it was just taking more than it was giving, and I knew that. But I was angry that I was in that situation to begin with. It's so unfair. And that sense of anger really came from a belief 
that I was giving up so much to stay alcohol free. But now I realize life is all about everything that I've gained from cutting alcohol out of my life. It's a math equation that just doesn't compute any other way. I was trading an hour or two of fun for eight plus hours of paying for it the next day and often longer, you know, those bad hangovers. Sometimes it takes days to feel normal again. I was trading a cheap connection with friends and giving up really showing up as my full authentic self. Whether you like it or not, this is me. I was giving up being there for my children in a real, clear and present, plugged in way so that I could buzz off for an hour or two. And if you're doing that, I am not here to shame you at all. I'm just here to let you know there is a better way. I used to ask, why can't I? Now I ask, why would I? Alcohol takes so much from my life and not having it has given me so much more. What it really takes, in all honesty, and this is what I tell every client, it really just takes like the first three or four weeks. After that, you're so entrenched in how great you feel. And it's all about just staying in the mindset of being motivated by how great every day feels now. And then that, as I said, continues to build on itself. You're really just giving up like three or four weeks. And I need to do an entire other episode about getting through that first month because I have a lot of tips for you for just that first month. So if you're interested in that, let me know and I'll, I'll cook something up for you over here in the She Just Closed the Podcast labs. <laughs> I used to ask, why can't I? Now I ask, why would I? And if you're asking yourself today, why can't I? I'm going to ask you this. Could you just do it for one day? Could you just stay alcohol free today and anticipate how great you will feel tomorrow? Then tomorrow, can you just stay alcohol free today? Look at how great you felt this morning. It's literally the gift that keeps on giving. What a cliche, but it's so true. This isn't something that doesn't feel good once you start. It feels amazing. Feels amazing to wake up every morning before the sun comes up on fire, grateful for my life and ready to charge. Everything's back in alignment now that I took out that thing that was taking more than it was giving. Just try it today. Tomorrow will take care of itself. I'm so glad we got to do this today. Listen, everybody knows word of mouth is the best advertising. So if you liked what you heard, follow, share, leave a review. And there's so much more where that came from. 
Go to SheJustGlows.com to read words of encouragement and inspiration that you just might need today. There you'll also learn about my work as a life coach and how we can work together. My publications have been viewed more than 4 million times by moms around the world. We have such an amazing community. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and well, that's all I got right now. I've decided I'm too old for TikTok. Remember, you've got this. You are enough. I'll see you next time. And until then, you glow, girl.